All changes, even the most longed for, have their melancholy. For what we leave behind ourselves, we must die to our life before we can enter into another. Anatoly France. Hello and welcome back to the Turn Right Podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host. This is episode 119, How to Embrace Change as a Writer. So this week's episode is going to be more of a personal development, personal growth sort of podcast, but I think it's still relevant to being a writer because in order to be the best writer you can be, you need to be the best version of yourself. At times in life, all of us will deal with change and we will all need to adapt accordingly. I've had a lot of change recently in my life. That's why I've kind of been posting less on Turn Right. Some of the change was anticipated, Um, such as I knew I was going to be moving out of my parents' house, moving in with my boyfriend, getting my first apartment with him, and moving into the city of Pittsburgh. And so we did all of that. We've been in our apartment for almost a week now, and I finally have time to record Turn Right. Um, So this change was really exciting. I was, you know, looking forward to it, but also a little bit nervous It's definitely overwhelming packing up all of your belongings, moving somewhere else, trying to get settled, getting into a new routine, and kind of adapting to a routine with him as well. The second change I had recently in my life is that my grandmother, 92 years old, she passed away recently. Um, You know, it was very sad, um, not exactly unexpected. You know, when you're 92, you've lived a long and fulfilling life. Um, She really lived a great life. She lived with kindness. She was close to her children, her grandchildren, her whole life. And um, she's a really special person to me. She was one of the first people that ever listened to my stories, my verbal stories whenever I was a kid. And she definitely encouraged my imagination. And I will forever be grateful for that. Um, Try not to dwell on the sadness of it all and just say that, you know, she lived a very long and fulfilling life and I'm grateful to have known her. So that was another change in my life. Um, So yeah, everything has just been, you know, a lot, overwhelming, rapid, um, but we've got to move forward. We've got to stick to our routines and we've got to publish the book that I've been wanting to publish for like the last three years. It's got to get done. I've got to finish editing it. I also think that You know, as a writer, sometimes you can be afraid to change and to write into a different genre. Maybe you've always written romance and now you want to take a stab at YAF. Or maybe, like me again, you know, you've been working on a project for a good amount of time and, you know, you need to kind of get over the hump and finally publish it, finally put it out into the world. You need the courage to make that change. So I think that's another way that this episode can be applicable to you is changing and growing as a writer as well as a person so the first way to really embrace change is to acknowledge your feelings feel your feelings cry scream laugh whatever it is have a mental breakdown have three it doesn't matter you have to get it out Um, and that is so important if you do know one thing about me it's that i don't believe in false positivity i don't believe in forcing yourself to be positive and happy when you don't feel that way. I don't think that's necessary or healthy. I don't think that's a healthy perspective. Having perspective and realizing you're lucky because you have enough money to put food on your table and you have clean drinking water, that's perspective. That's not positivity. Um, And I think those two things get really confused in our world. And I think sometimes people think, 
you know, oh, you're middle class, you have all of these things, you know, why, why should you complain? And I think that's true. And I think that's a perspective, but I don't think that's the same thing as being like falsely positive about a situation. You should never let yourself have false hope about something. To me, that's just very damaging. So so I think it's very important to sit with your feelings and feel them. One day this week, I was just kind of sad because I was thinking about having dinner at home with my parents and I was thinking about how I was not never going to be able to do that again because that's really unrealistic. I'm only living like 45 minutes away from them. I can definitely get dinner with them during the week, but just how it's going to be different and how it's not an everyday occurrence and how it's not I'm living at home and eating dinner with them. It's like we have to meet somewhere. They have to come here. I have to go there. And so it's a change. And so I was just feeling sad about it. And I was trying to, you know, be mature and not be so sensitive, but inherently that's not who I am. I'm a very sensitive person and I'm sensitive to little things like that. So I was crying and I let myself cry and I let myself feel that feeling. And the next day I actually felt a lot better, Um, but I don't think I would have felt that way. I don't think I would have been able to move on and seek closure about that situation if I didn't sit down and let myself experience a negative emotion. Number two, go easier on yourself during this time of change. This can be hard Um, because you may feel like everything is sort of like out of control. You know, you're trying to find this new rhythm and, and get yourself into a new routine, but it's okay if you kind of back off and take it easier on yourself. For example, I am not putting pressure on myself to like work out every day this week. I worked out twice and normally I would work out probably four times. Um, but I'm not putting that pressure on myself. You know, it's about settling in. It's about getting readjusted. And that's just one way I can be easier on myself. I'm also not putting the pressure on myself to eat super healthy. You know, if I want to eat a little junk food during this time, that's okay. In a few weeks, I'm sure I'll be able to get on a more consistent routine, eating healthy, working out, all of the things. So during a time of change or uncertainty, Give yourself some grace and go easier on yourself. Number three, bring things from your past into your present. Maybe you're moving on from a relationship and maybe you really liked a certain way that you spent time with that significant other. Maybe you always went for river walks. Maybe, you know, it's painful at first to go for those river walks, but maybe you realize that that's something you really like and that's something you can do on your own or you can do with a new partner. Um, Or in my case, if you're moving from a new space, you know, I have some pictures from my old room at home. I have some Eeyores. I have different things like that. And so bringing them into my new space helps things feel homier and more comforting to me. Just because you're having a growth mindset doesn't mean that you can't still remember things fondly from your past and incorporate them into your life. That brings me to point number four have a growth mindset be open to growth embrace growth growth is uncomfortable but it's how you improve and on the hardest days those are the days that you get the strongest that you get better um i think this is especially true if you're you know trying to develop a talent like writing and you know maybe you are switching genres and you know you find it kind of hard because you're not as familiar with this genre and you don't have as much practice or expertise well you're going to be a much more well-rounded writer if you can write in multiple genres. And if you face that uncomfortableness head on and you hone your skills. So um, I think it's really important to 
realize that your mindset is going to affect how you adapt to the change. And it's really important to be open-minded. Number five, write about it. At the end of the day, even if the change sucks and you hated everything about it, it's a story. It's fodder. You can use the things that happened to you in your life as fuel. You can write about them so other people who feel the same way and maybe going through the same things can know they're not alone. And that's really powerful. And that's a really beautiful thing. And that's one of the many, many reasons I love art. As Sylvia Plath once said, everything in life is writable about if you have the outgoing guts to do it and the imagination to improvise. I totally agree. Every experience that you have is fodder. Number six, you can always go back. Like I think people sometimes think that, you know, getting into a new relationship or moving or switching to a new genre or, um, you know, whatever it is that's invoking this big change in your life, it has to be permanent. Like you have to stay in this new job that you hate or you have to live in this house that gives you the heebie-jeebies and that's not true. I mean, you might be confined by money or time or a lease that you signed but at the end of the day, you know, that stuff is not permanent. Like a lease for an apartment is like six months, a year, you know, whatever it is. So at the end of the day, that will end and you can make another choice that better suits you. Um, you can go back to what you were doing before. You can try something else out. Maybe at the end of the year, you'll like it more. So that's the same thing. You know, if you're writing a new genre, you can always turn back. You know, maybe you had one book, wasn't very successful, you didn't like it. Well, it's okay. You can go back to writing romance. You can do the things that were making you thrive before. And at the end of the day, having this change is just a new experience. And even if it is uncomfortable, even if you didn't like it, it will make you a better person. So those are my six ways to cope with and embrace change. Let me know if you've if you have any good tips by uh, leaving us a comment on Twitter or wherever you listen to this podcast. Thanks so much for listening and being patient with me as I work to getting back on a podcast schedule, a regular podcasting schedule. Thanks so much for listening. As always, keep writing, keep reading, keep querying, and I'll talk to you on our next road trip.